So, Mexico's very own. <laughs> <laughs> Oriel Serbia. If you could describe our lovely dinner in one, uh, one word, what would it be? It would be two words. It would be old boy. Damn. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Dinner with Racers continues. Uh, I am Sean Heckman. And I am Ryan Eversley. And we are sitting on a freeway in Florida right next to exit 427. If we take a right, we can go to, uh, what is, what are we passing by here? Oh, Cracker Barrel and Steak and Shake. Florida at its finest. Yeah, we're on Highway 75, so we're getting close to the Georgia-Florida line. Nice. And soon enough, we'll be at your home. I can't wait. So, anyway, so what we're doing here, we are wrapping up a cross-country tour. Uh, we, we made this decision uh, a while ago that we were going to travel around the country in uh, what vehicle? My Acura MDX. And uh, what were the tires on that? We were going to go with the uh, Continental tires. So, anyway, we met up with a ton of people in racing that we thought were interesting. We invite them to dinner, and we see where it goes. And we didn't have an agenda. We didn't have a structure. Some of them uh, we didn't know. And it uh, seemed like a good idea at the time. So 8,000 miles, 30 days, and 20 states later, we have 27 conversations. For you guys to criticize. So uh, next up was uh, we were already in California, and uh, we decided to meet up with uh, another kind of Venice Santa Monica guy, Oriel Servia. Uh, Oriel, longtime IndyCar driver, been in the sport for, for quite a while. Uh, the Indy Lights champion of 1999, did some stuff in Europe before he crossed over. Uh, and then currently, still still doing a little bit in IndyCar as a driver, just ran the Indy 500 this year. Uh, and currently in a sort of executive role with uh, Dragon Racing in Formula E, the all-new electric series. And uh, I've known Oriel for a long time. Uh, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet, super funny. Couldn't be more sort of happy to meet up with people and talk to them. And you never met him. I met him when we did this, and he was just the coolest. Like, I totally get why he's made it as far as he has. Great attitude, super friendly, personable. I felt like I'd known him forever. And he ordered me a beer. So I thought, man, I like this guy. So here are the things you got to know if you're going to listen to this conversation. First of all, you should Google the movie Old Boy. Not the American one, but the one from Korea, because it comes up. It's very critical. Um, <laughs> He talks about living in LA versus other parts of the world. Uh, uh, he he understands the actor's life very well. We'll get into why. Uh, we learn a lot about Formula E. We talk about Catalonian independence, uh, and, and we spend about ten minutes on uh, pissing in the seat. Yeah, yeah. He was so. a big fan of that. Master impressionist. Yeah, he did a bunch of them. And uh, all of this taking place at Tsukiji Sushi Sen in Santa Monica. Uh, you had? I had a rainbow roll and a special. I can't remember what it was, though. And I had a chicken sandwich, uh, so let's hear it. Once again, courtesy of Continental Tire. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. That's Catalan? Yeah. Sounds so to me. I'm guessing we're recording already? No. I mean, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to start by asking a question myself. Uh, oh, you're wait, gonna, wait, time this out. Is this, this is this not works. how this works. This is not how this goes. Okay. Sorry. You're yeah. new here. So the question was how this relationship. Oh, you're asking us? Between yes. Ryan and I? 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't say we're going steady, but we're not seeing anybody, anybody else, no, right? No, it's exclusive, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exclusive, but, like, it's open for debate, It's I not guess. at all. I, I, I mean, there's nothing more organic then. You haven't even had the conversation of exclusivity, but it is exclusive. Well, I mean, gonna, that's love. You're going to rush this up to something. I mean, it was just fun and games, and now you're putting a title on stuff. You're right. Sorry. We're in California, <laughs> so it's legal. Uh, and, and since it's a podcast, we've got to keep it young. So there has been no DTR. I appreciate that he's asking, though. He's concerned for our well-being. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys seem happy. It is, you know, that in front of you. This is the this is the public face. True. Right. But you've been sharing now a car for how long? Six days. S We're on across day country, you know. Day six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it says a lot. A lot of hours together. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. And you yeah. decided <laughs> to sit <laughs> on the same side of the table. Well, that's, well, that's because you know. we want to so look at your beautiful face. Let me just Good. say, when right. you when you ordered me a beer, I was like, oh, thank God. That's true. My non-drinking ass. I preferred whiskey I at this point, but <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We're actually having a lot of fun. Um, when we stop, when we stop laughing, that's when it'll get really bad because yeah. it's it's been nonstop laughter the whole time, and most of that is making fun of you guys after we record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just yeah. be aware. Yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah, but no, we, you but know, it's the way that I sign, right? I mean, it's all. <laughs> 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 just make sure you invoice us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just did a uh, uh, while we were waiting for you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, right. I uh, yeah, I just threw that uh, out. I by actually the way. was early. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said two thirty three. Yeah, yeah, and you said three. And yeah, then yeah. I said, yeah. Anyway, so we we killed some time uh, uh, at the Santa Monica Pier, which yep. Ryan has never been to, being a Georgia boy. And okay. I realized I haven't been there since I was in college, and it's every bit as shitty. Yeah, I was to say, yeah, yeah it's probably the yeah. same. It's pretty yeah. terrible. So but it's, it's touristy, but you have to go. Oh, I'm yeah. happy we did it for sure. We've, yeah. we've got a few, because I've, I've been to L.A. a bunch of times, but I've never done any tourist stuff at all. It's always like fly in and then drive somewhere. So and it's always like flying, let's go to Buttonwillow. Like it's never <laughs> yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Nice, like, yay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we did the Santa Monica Pier. And then I think if we get some time, we're going to go do like the uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard, like maybe Venice Beach. we got to see Muscle Beach. Muscle Beach. If you're yeah, gonna I was going to say, Muscle Beach is right here, and it's, it's unique. And, <laughs> and then you have the skateboard park right oh behind yeah. it yeah. there's yeah. always yeah. action right. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah so we'll do that I mean I'm usually there uh, but you know when you <laughs> you're shredding, <laughs> shredding, shredding it. I'm here yeah <laughs> how long have you lived in California is this where you've been ever almost since almost six over? years now okay yeah I was 10 years in Miami before that right ever in Indy in India I spent a lot of time uh, never never full time um, I uh, in 2002 2003 is when I spent a lot a lot of time I was driving for Patrick Racing and um, I had to be there a lot Sure. And through the years, you always have to go a lot. So, here's the th so it's, there's, there's sort of two California questions, and I, I've asked this of other people before, but you know, I live in LA, um, but I do a lot of media and a lot of production, and, and racing is not my full-time deal, but racing is 100% your deal. Um, and very few races are in our time zone. So it means you're always shifting three time zones or you know, doing double planes or whatever. Why here? for you. Miami makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, it, it did. But, you know, it's, I think from the, from the beginning of humankind, you know, we males just uh, lose here it comes. north when <laughs> it comes down to women. Okay. And so you're saying <laughs> a chick dragged you down here. And I'm saying, yes, there are a lot of women in Miami, but my woman, who uh -huh. I met in Miami, um, and he's from Chicago, decided to... Oh, uh, oh yeah. And you can hear it when you talk to her, by the way. Like, there's a few key words. You're like, oh, she is an Illinois girl. No, she, she like is. she's like not, you know, because you're obviously Catalan. Catalan, yeah, yeah, from Barcelona. I, don't yeah. know, I was going to say right. Um, so she's American, born and bred. Yep. Okay. She's a Chicago lady. Okay. Nice. Midwestern. Yep. And was that a big change for you with your previous? 
Uh, well, I guess that's where the, the interview is going. Uh, um, <laughs> previously, <laughs> I had a long. Uh, uh, now I had a relationship with a, a lady, a beautiful lady from Connecticut, actually. Oh, okay, oh. so so you're yep. all in on the American. I'm girls. all in. I mean, I've okay. been here since '98. So sure. if if I was trying to keep it to my people, <laughs> <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I that would means not. I would not have a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or I would be very limited um, because there's not many Catalans out here or Spanish. Well, Mexicans, I mean, you, I'm Mexicans. already also like limited, just because because you're five foot two. You know, yes, okay. that's, that's that's one of the fac okay. limiting <laughs> factors. Um, but if I if I reduce <laughs> the poll to the only Catalans in town, uh, I mean. There are beautiful ones, but sure. it, would, it would make it a lot, a lot harder. Now are you so I, I just decided to open my <laughs> taste. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it was you who opened, but um, <laughs> so yeah, I went there. We're like five minutes in. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, so Catalonia is a place that that uh, Americans know nothing about. Nothing. So, is it easy to lie as though you're the biggest thing in Catalonia? Uh, you might be right. I mean, five two. You know, it <laughs> it's big. It's big there. It's big. Not the biggest. Um, Catalonia is actually a, a very interesting point right now in time. Um, it's been a nation for forever, uh, for many years. Right. As at least uh, as long as I remember. Um, and uh, after five hundred years of being part of Spain, which they were not part of Spain before, last month they just did a vote, like in Scotland. Uh, okay. Oh, to it's a first step towards sure. independence. Can you move the mic a little away from your mouth? Just a little. Wait. You're breathing into it, that's all. Okay. How is it now? That's better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they just did, uh, on, on September 27th, they did a vote for independence. Oh, no uh, kidding. It's not a referendum yet, but it's a sure. first step, and, it, and the yes won. Okay. Which was, you know, is huge. So, it's an interesting time. Um, and do you, I mean, you're, you've been so far removed. You have family still out there. All my family is there. But uh, do you have an opinion on that? I, I do. Okay. I, I, I don't have many opinions on many things, but I do. <laughs> I, I It's just something that, you know, people think is a choice. It's not a choice. I think in Catalan, I, I talk to my parents and my friends in Catalan, right. and I didn't choose that. Yeah. I grew up with that in my brain. So, As that you were Catalan and not Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also grow up at school right away. They teach you Spanish. They right. teach you both languages. Right. So you really... You know, have both as a, as a mother tongue, but sure. but the truth is, I think in Catalan and um, when you have then a country that you're part of that tells you no, that's wrong. Right? How could you tell me something that I didn't choose? It's not it's not natural. Like I think in Catalan. You right. Know? So that's been a little bit the issue. I love Spain. The rest of Spain is beautiful. I take uh, I take all my friends to tour around Spain whenever I can. The south, the north, uh, everywhere. I really right. do. Um, but it's just it's just different. How many big Catalan athletes are there? Like, are you are you honest to God? Like a, uh, a thing over? You there? know, in uh, in four wheels, um, we've had relative success. But in two wheels, probably in MotoGP, the and uh, Moto2 and Moto3, right. um, we've had I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. In the last ten years, we maybe had ten world championships. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, on total yeah. and. I think 95% are Catalan. Like there's wow, something okay. about. Actually, if you go to Barcelona, you're gonna go crazy with all the scooters flying around <laughs> you in <Sure>. like <laughs> e every you know. Sure. Uh, it's just, and yeah, they were just good on but on motorcycles. Yeah, like the, the restaurant we're at here in Santa Monica. You know, outside of you wearing a headset, no one would know that you're you're anybody. But in, uh, would you get recognized in Catalonia? You know, the first few years that that I was here, um, yeah. I did I did have a little bit of following. 
but now it's been so long that you know people may know my name, but you sure. know, they don't know my face. And 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 it's part of of the issues we've had. As you know, I've been racing IndyCar for 15 years, and um, I would say they haven't done the greatest job at international TV sure. coverage, sure. and and it's just suffered IndyCar in general in yeah. Europe, not just you know in Spain. So, um, I mean. That all that is just to say yes. I didn't win the Indy 500 once. If I would have, yes, I would be famous be in the Spain and everywhere <laughs> in the, the planet. But I have not won it. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, no, I'm not that famous. Okay, I'm not that, that famous. <laughs> <laughs> so there we'll, uh, we're going to interview Hollywood superstar Eric Valdez uh, in a couple of days. But but I, I think actually uh, your 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 fiance now, correct? Correct. Jackie, yes. Um, she's out here to be an actress. That is what brought you out here to Los Angeles. Yes. And uh, you can actually, uh, if I can, just put a little. How do you say when you when you put somebody a jab? Yeah, you're not you're not a jab, like a, a positive. Oh, a positive. Okay. Yeah, I mean, go I'm on. not gonna put a negative. Shout one out. Well, I know. I thought it was, I thought it was a jab up. at me if was coming. If you go, you know, on Amazon on on yeah. uh, video, uh -huh. there's a movie that she just did. That you can see now. Okay. It's called. Um, Thank you. Wow. It's called. Uh, <laughs> By the no, way, it's just she's not going to listen to this. I hope, but he's looking uh, no, it up. It's actually he's, he's got to look it up. This is I, amazing. I saw it last night. Okay, <laughs> and she recorded the. Mo she filmed the called. movie. No, I mean I'll tell you in a second. The I just don't want to lie. And you'll see because it, it's a it's a title that can lead into uh, confusion just because it sounds like maybe. I've only other got one bar. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't. And that, I, I swear, Jackie. I remember. No, it is it is a great movie, um, <laughs> and I enjoyed. Actually, she uh, she wasn't sure how much she was going to be in it, and she sure. she plays a decent role. Um, is it in theaters? It's on Amazon.com. Okay, okay. It I was think like an it, Amazon show or a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. It's a oh. movie. It's a movie, and it's it's fun. I don't know why. Um, you're gonna have to pause this for a second. <laughs> None of this it's just uh, I'm just getting a phone call I really need to take. Oh, do oh it. Yeah. Take oh it. Yeah. No, take take it. Call. Take yeah. the call. No, it's not true. I'm just trying to find the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just lied to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's funny is all I've been reading about with Orioles since uh, Sonoma was like how he's like the last honest guy and he's so true. And here he is. Just what? Where did you read that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I knew it. Cut back and, and, in. You, and you'll see. I was gonna say it wrong because I say it wrong all the time. That's right. Sure. On you know, on air in such a you know obviously big audience like we have today. Yeah. I didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> it's called Navy Seals versus Zombies. Yes. Did Asylum make it? Who made it? Oh, you're not kidding. Navy Seals versus <laughs> Zombies. What do you mean? <laughs> you you uh, you better watch it tonight. I'm gonna. Do you, I'm do you have Amazon? It. You'll see her. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Navy Seals versus Zombies, zombies. starring the the great Jackie. Yep. Okay. And she may be a Navy SEAL or she may be a zombie. You know, you I don't mean, know. It's, it's your that's guess that's right now. That's the plot point to know. Is she yeah. like? Is she a big role? Is she? Uh, is she like one of the top three? Or? She's. Uh, I mean, she's my number one. No, not uh, in the movie. No one cares so about yeah, you. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. It's all I had eyes for. Okay. okay. So yeah, she's the reason why we we, uh, we moved from Florida to California. Sure. But uh, where I was going with this is is you know you you've seen this uh, secondhand, I'm sure. But to me, there's a ton of parallels um, between between the racing world and the Hollywood world. You know, you have a lot of people that pretend to be something that aren't. You know, uh, what she's doing as an actress is a lot like what you would do as a driver in terms of sort of helmet in hand, trying to find whatever gig you can get on a, on a bad year. Um, have, has your sort of racing career been able to help understand what she's going through at all? Yes. 
Yeah. Actually, the answer is yes, and I don't think I, if I was not doing what I did all my life, I would understand so well. And, right. and even for her, you know, she's, she's. Uh, we've been together for eight years, so she's she's seen first how is it in the racing industry. Sure. Uh, when we came to California, she was she was filming and doing things in Miami already, but there's obviously the industry is a lot bigger here. Sure. And that's why we moved here. And our friend Ashley Judd told us of a good school here. And okay. that's why we did it. And blah, blah, blah. She went to a great school. And we knew it was going to be tough. Thank you. Because everybody tells you how tough it is. But, um, we, you know, you you just think it's going to be tough yeah. because you go to a casting room and you are told no uh, right. all the time. Right. The truth is, you don't get to the casting room in this town. You, yeah. you know, it's hard well, to get management. It's hard to get exactly. a... It's just so tough, so tough. Like, way more than what people think they know. I well, mean, we were just talking about this uh, a day or two ago. You know, at, at the early stage, and Jackie's past this point now, but at the early stage, when you first move here, decide you want to be an actor, you know, you'll be part of these agencies who have 5,000 people um, in their in their list. So, you know, so all Jackie is is a set of criteria. She's this height. She's this hair color. She's this, this figure. And uh, and that's all she's being casted on, basically. So you know, somebody puts out an extras casting, and they say we need a bunch of blonde girls that are five six. They'll call her. Otherwise, they're not really looking after her. Yeah. Um, so I assume that's probably one of the toughest things for. It for is. It's really start. tough. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And but but it's exactly what you say. Even even successful actors, that they've been on a great TV show that everybody knows for four seasons. That TV show then is canceled. Yep. They may not have a job in three years. Yeah. Or five or right. one. They never know. It's like this uncertainty. Same similar to racing that. You know, your sponsor leaves for whatever reason. That company, it's yeah, no more. In, you know, has no more interest in racing. And then, even if you had the best season of your, you know, career or right. the team you're with, doesn't mean you're gonna have a job next year. So, as, as you know, I've been good at that, at, at uh, <laughs> learning that process. <laughs> and and I think, uh, yeah, she's seen that you just have to, you know, keep keep persisting. And if you keep persisting, at the end, the door will open. Just because you're there, yeah. you know, <laughs> and. And but but it's just so hard. It really is. It's it's a right. crazy town. It's a crazy industry, and it's probably the you know the one industry that's worse than racing in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Glad I chose both to make a career. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a very stable uh, household we have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why the ten children we don't have. Yeah. At know. this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't even said we're having uh, sushi. We are okay. That'll come up. I mean, Oriol loves sushi. That's why we're here. Does Oriol always talk in third person like that? Oriol will eat sushi every day. Is the third person the thing for you? I think I need to start doing Oriol that. Oriol thinks. Because <laughs> you always see in movies and things like that that, you know, A, talking to oneself in the mirror seems to help. Is that what you do? Is I need to ritual? start doing it. Obviously, okay. I, I, I think I would have had more success. Um, like if on race day you just look in the mirror like, you're a champion. You're gonna do this. <laughs> I think it has to work. You're like Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights. I want to do it. I want to. Honestly, I need to try it. I'm pretty sure it works. I, I'm not joking. It's just hard to change things when you're 40. You know, you've never done it. Oh yeah, I thought you were like 28. I know. I know. So, why this place? Is there a story about this place? There is a story about this place. First, that I live a few blocks from here, um, and it's uh, my local sushi place. But across the street. Uh, we we can see uh, a liquor wine store, right? Is this the Main oh Street yeah. Market? Yeah, Main yep. Street Market. Okay. So, um, again, I live close by, yeah. and uh, that's the closest. And you're drunk. That's the closest place that I can uh, get my supplies. I will. Okay. I will. S I'm going to interrupt you. Then just say I was surprised that an IndyCar car driver ordered us beer. 
That's not normal. You know, most of you guys are like uh, drinking water and like but eating chicken breast. It's the off season. It's, I mean, you got like a six no, month I love season. this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Oreo Servia fan now because uh, you're like beer. It's like, are you, really? This I, is I a mean, trap? I don't want to give the wrong impression. I'm an extremely dedicated athlete. No doubt. No question. Um, no doubt. That when, when I have a, a, a ride, I work out like a madman. Right. And I'm very conscious of my diet. I really am. I like, I like to know what I'm eating. Right. And I've done a lot of research. Um, and... And I, I, I do enjoy having, having uh, you know, a little bit of alcohol here and there. I mean, I'm from Spain. You know, sure. people, people have lunch, lunch well, work lunches right. with wine. wine yeah. um, so I've grown to uh, like wine and uh, tequila. There you go. That, that would be my, my... I almost sense like a bit of like shame. Well, like he's, it's he's like almost like saying well, it's not normal. No, actually, but usually I mean, get drunk with race car drivers. Well, I yeah, for sure. You. But they, like... We don't know each other very well. You know it's going to get brought up on this podcast, and you're like, yeah, let's have a beer. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this right. is fantastic. I mean, it's Finally. It's Thursday. The yeah, absolutely. It's Thursday. The I mean, two <laughs> of course you would have a beer. <laughs> the two people to order. Oh, it's Sunday. Is it Sunday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're definitely not at yeah, work right you're now. Not a, it's not a work day. You're, it's a yeah. Sunday afternoon, yeah. Yeah. right? Not right. Thursday. The two people to order drinks with alcohol so far have been IndyCar people. That's interesting. Who was the other one? Catherine Luck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah she, she, well, she had a little you know, bit of alcohol. She uh, <laughs> she uh, was my teammate in 2006. Right. So, uh, and she was a rookie. I wasn't. So, there were, you know, there's a few things she took notes from. Who could drink <laughs> who under the table? Um, who could drink who under the table? Got any drunk stories about her? Yeah. Not really. She was young. She was young. And? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't take advantage. All right. <laughs> well, I'd imagine for you it's probably not that expensive to have it because it, like it four foot 11 and 80 pounds like it you can't drink that much and it's true yeah, I, yeah <laughs> it doesn't take much to so you know get me happy and what's the drink Thank of you. choice so so tequila and wine tequila and wine usually i yep. mean we're having beer now i sure you know but um so anyway the story Maybe is in a minute. Maybe i would in a minute. go next door and this is a very touristy street right yeah okay. so they do not have the cheapest prices sure so I would always kind of, not that enter an argument, but I would have this discussion um, saying, listen, I understand that your prices are higher than anywhere else uh, because you have a lot of tourists, but if you want a local business, you should I mean, charge local prices. You sure. got to give me a little break, right? Yeah. So I kept having that conversation and um, this one time, the guy says, listen, just the owner is outside. Just I go love that he's a haggler. Just, <laughs> just go talk that. to yeah, no him. Yeah, no I didn't yeah. know that uh, that was a, that's like a new Spanish stereotype. <laughs> he like brings in a <laughs> suit. He's like, look, <laughs> hang this on the I wall. Like everyone else, <laughs> I mean, you just like to pay what you think is worth. You know, you don't want to. <laughs> How often are you going in that place? I used to go. I mean, I used to go. And I, I mean, not once a week. <laughs> no no but when i would go i would like what the f you know anyway so he tells me the owner is outside go talk go go talk to him you know so okay. i go outside and i find these um tall tall like me uh sure. tall tall man outside like me co korean guy extremely serious okay probably like you know nine ten years older than me okay and and i give him my speech <laughs> and he looks very serious at me, and somehow he liked he liked the speech. And oh, really? And since then, I think I was the only local that I okay. was I was given a break. Now, did you smile, and your and your teeth actually like had a little sparkle come off, and it go bing? Uh, no, I no? think okay. I think I don't know. I think it's just like that. I was trying to hustle him, uh, hustle, <laughs> hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, so, uh, 
then he uh, he ends up buying this, this place where we are yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It used to be a, an, another sushi place that was not working at all. And he turned it around, made it very successful. And after a year of coming here, I end up actually uh, sitting here next to him. Uh, it happened to be the day before his birthday. It was the off season, uh, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we just got drunk together and he told me the story of his life. And oh, okay. he has a very interesting story. He's a, uh, a guy that grew up between here, uh, Los Angeles and South Korea, always yeah. back and forth. Um, he started in Korea a company with his brother yeah. um, called Final Data, which they do data recovery for huge companies. Actually, the US government, the NASA, the Santa Monica Police Department, uh, many, many companies uh, use use their services. So they made it a huge company, right? Him and his brother. Through that process, he, uh, one day in Korea, he's not in the entertainment business, but he gets uh, a screenplay, on, you know, somehow. Okay. He loves the screenplay to the point that decides to make a movie. Okay. So he hires a director, hires the actors. With no experience. No experience. Not, no idea what he's doing. Okay. And uh, makes a movie makes a movie that somehow gets invited to the Cannes Festival. Wow, as, shit. You okay. know, as a foreign yeah. movie. First time producer. And yeah. somehow he wins the Palme d'Or, which is the no kidding. most yeah, prestigious yeah, yeah. award, which is sitting next to that speaker there, a little frame up. That's the oh, award that's awesome. Palme yeah, d'Or. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. movie is that poster okay. there, which huh. is called Old Boy. He produced Old Boy. Which was Holy a... Shit. He is the man from Old Boy. No it's shit. It's his movie. You know Old Boy, right? I know it's Old a, Boy. It's a, it's it's a, an it's it's a classic up movie. But it's an amazing, amazing story. They made the remake last year. Yeah, US with remake. Josh Brolin. Yeah. And it's <laughs> terrible. I, I like him. I like Josh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, this but it's, it's not, not, it's not the even close. The Korean, it's, that is a screwed up story. It's such a strong, oh. strong story, right? So he did So he did that. No. He's telling me these. And, and then he did 10 other movies at the same time that he yeah, ran yeah. the data company. And they were all. Of, he tells me he's like a very proud man of the twelve movies, ten made money. So, which is a you know wow. a very yeah, that's good hard record. To do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, then he he uh, he had bone cancer. Spent two years in the hospital. Through that process, uh, the second wife leaves him, uh, takes all his money. He oh. gets in a fight with the brother. So goes through this midlife crisis. Yeah. Beats beats the cancer. They had to replace his knee, titanium knee. But beats cancer. Comes back to the U.S. Relaxes. Uh, he had this uh, liquor store forever. They had sublease. He takes control of it, sure. starts running it, uh, and then he meets me, and then we became friends. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is oh history. Right. So now it's honestly one of my closest friends. That's awesome. But he's a very interesting guy that is yeah, doing yeah, all yeah. these, and now well, he's just, I call him the king of Main Street. You know, he's got yeah, these, these, looking at, <laughs> we're actually looking at opening a, a tapas place together, maybe. Oh, nice. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like so strip club? I said tapas. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say topless <laughs> yet. I mean, it, it could get there. I mean, okay. I guess actually tapas yeah, topless yeah, yeah. goes together. I like it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I'm glad now uh, the story of uh, of Louis Lee is out there, uh, and all you can hear. But nice. Thank you. This, this is where we are. Awesome. Right? This is interesting, right? Yeah. No. Sh Very interesting. Yeah. Old good, boy is an amazing friend. movie. Yeah. Never seen it. Have you lived anywhere else other than you know where you grew um, up? Here? No, because before that. Um, no, no, I was just I was back home, just home uh, in the states. Yeah, back yeah. home. I raced five years in France before that, but I was driving back and forth because I live from, uh, like Barcelona is just an hour away from the border, and yeah, so I would always drive home. Well, and Patrick was was talking about the that was uh, kind of his question. Yeah, he he uh, was it was that his question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have a sort of a pass it along segment where our previous okay. guests ask one question of the following guest, and you'll do the hmm. same for. Uh, 
for the, the great Marshall Pruitt. Oh, no, wait, no, what am I saying? No, next is going to be Eric Valdez. You have no idea. No. Um, but don't worry about I that. I can do it for Marshall. I like, you know. Uh, no, actually, it'll be Eric Valdez. I, I'd, I'd rather oh, C.J. Wilson. I think C.J. Wilson. C.J. Wilson tomorrow. The Anaheim Angels pitcher who owns a Continental team. Okay. But we'll get to that later. You don't have to worry okay. about that right now. All right. But uh, Patrick was hoping you could share a little bit of light on the um, – I'm going to get it wrong, but there was like a, was it like the Total Renault it's series or something like that? Fleur Le Fleur, Le Elf, Elf. La Filière. Yeah. Le, okay. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> La Filière was a great, actually, um, school slash, like, promotion for young drivers slash education. Okay. Like, uh, behind it was Elf, okay. the big French, big French uh, oil company. Oil company. Yeah. That for many 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 years they would sponsor drivers in, in you know in the step up series yeah. in France and then they decided to organize it in such way where where you just had um, just a proper organization and yeah. and, and uh, drivers would would do it a little bit like it happens here in a campus that you actually go to school but you play a sport so right. they were doing something similar in France uh, in Le Mans. And it and it was amazing. It was really good. And I was I happened to be the first promotion hmm. um, of that. That tells you how young I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in ninety two or ninety three, I think it was the first yeah. year. And so you're and like six or seven years old. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And mm -hmm. it was called Campus the first year. Okay. And it was just a small like skip barber cars, hundred mm -hmm. horsepower. Yeah. But there were twenty eight, all the same. And then wow. from the twenty eight, they would pick eight guys that they would put in Formula Renault, which was a step yeah. up. And then from the eight. They would pick four. They would do a second year of Formula Renault, and then the, the four they pick two. They do a f Formula Three. Oh wow! In France, and then from the two, they pick they one, one for a second year in Formula Three. So wow. it was like a, a, okay. a, a, so a pyramid. pyramid. You started twenty eight, yeah. And then um, after that, that guy was taken to their F three thousand team and Formula One team because wow. Elf yeah, had yeah. you know yeah team. they had that whole ladder. So there's Oriol who did five years of a non French. Doing the French school, series, yeah. I end Very up being the last one of my promotion. Like the Road to Indy now, kind of. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so. but really well, like 28, and uh, it was honestly they wouldn't pay for everything, but 78 to 80 percent of the budget was yeah. was Elf, and, and, you, and you had to bring 20 percent. So and you didn't it was grow still up as like a rich kid that had all kinds of money. No, it's kind of the only thing I could do. Yeah. Um, because Elf was you know subsidizing like 80% of the budget. Right. So it was really good. But you had to do well to be able to make the next step, right? Yeah, right, right. But so in your case, you had to. Like that was the only I way had you could to, yeah, to keep racing. Yeah, I had to. Sure. I had yeah, to. And yeah. what happened actually is, I uh, again, I, I'm the last one after five years left right. from my promotion. Luck had to, actually uh, luck because it's what brought me here. But that year, after five years dedicated to that, Elf decides to pull out of Formula One. Yeah. So it tells me, oh, Serbia, yes, sorry, you did great, but we don't have a, a team F3000 anymore. Yeah. Um, so, oh, we may start an Indy Lights team. You want to go do a test? Sure, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I came to Button Willow. Uh -oh. The great Button Willow, that comes it back again? Is that your first my time My first experience, <laughs> no, I, I had come uh, just as a tourist earlier, but my first okay. time racing related. Was Button Willow. Button Willow. Scenic. Bakersfield. Scenic. And Button Willow this is no, sorry, like 97. Yeah. It was at yeah. the end of 97. Wow. And um, we did a test for a, a potential team, that, I mean, that Elf was going to have. As I was here, 
um, I called the only other Catalan I knew that was in the country, <laughs> <laughs> which happened to be Fermin Vélez, which was yeah. a great driver that had won. It all comes back around. Uh, his engineer was Jeff Brown. Oh, I didn't we, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they oh, were like wow. close friends. Yeah. Like, like Fermin had come and Yeah, yeah Fermin was yeah. an amazing guy. I didn't yeah. know him well at all. Yeah. Uh, but he was the same height as me <laughs> <laughs> and was from my city. And a common sponsor just put me in touch with him because I'm like, hey, I'm, yeah, yeah. you know. And he's like, actually, I know uh, one of my mechanics' son works for Dorricot Racing, and they're testing next week. Um, do you want me to see if I can get you the test? I'm like, of course. I was already here. Yeah. So I stayed an extra week, did the test, and they were testing five guys. Philip Peter, who at the time was a Swiss guy driving for yeah. Audi in the DTM. Yeah. Then Tom Coronel, who had won the Formula either Nippon or the F3 Nippon. Garrett Reese was in F3000. I mean, I'm bringing up names that, you know. But Tom Cornell and... and uh, Still races. Yeah, he's a yeah, touring yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was lucky that they picked Philip Peter and me. Yeah. And that's how... I mean, I came for a test of a team that never existed. Yeah. Then I came... <laughs> luckily, Dorico, again, they were uh, paying like 80% of the budget. So wow. I had to bring still, right. you know, 20%. But... Way less That's than anywhere else. Than I, yeah. I didn't have money to do F3000 or anything. So right. it really was okay. I'll try for a year. I saw that Indy Lights was working in the sense that whoever was champion was really moving up to IndyCar. Back then it yeah. was always automatic. It, it happened, even two or three guys a year. Yeah. So I did the first year. Um, Dorricot was a family-oriented team. They had yeah. their son driving, and it was the first time they decided, okay, let's... Uh, the son didn't want to drive anymore. The, the, the Bob Dorricot, which was a great guy, the owner, wanted to continue the team. And they hired two guys. And we, we did okay the first year, especially for European rookies that we knew nothing about ovals. Oh, sure. Then yeah. the team expanded in 99, and they bought what was the Roger Mears team. Yep. And Casey Mears came on board as the third driver. And we learned, I mean, I, it, it, it will not be... Uh, it will not make it justice, whatever I can say of how much I learned in 99. Sure. Yeah. Because my teammate was Casey Mears. The team manager was Roger Mears. And Casey, a spotter and basically driver coach, was Rick Mears. Well, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I soaked as yeah. an European <laughs> that I knew, like, sometimes, like, you know, if I was American, I probably would have thought I knew enough. Right. I knew... For sure, I didn't know enough about ovals, yeah. especially. So I was just really, really listening all I could and learning all I could from Rick, yeah. um, Roger, and Casey. And, I mean, this, I mean, are you kidding? I mean, on ovals. Yeah, I mean, sure. They, Rick just has the basics so right, so simple. Right. And it's things that we all kind of know, but you need to get them engraved as your base. Uh, right. uh, and, and that's what I did. And right. And honestly, that's why I think I, I, I'm as good on ovals than non ovals. Really, yeah. as for an European, it's not well, the most say, difficult you thing. You know? reputation as an oval guy. Um, I just learned so much from those guys. Really? I really did. Yeah. And I ended up winning the championship in 99. And we finished 1 2 3 as Dorricot Racing, first yeah. time ever done. It was a team that never won a championship, but no team had ever done 1 2 3. Mm -hmm. and, and we had the best year, probably one of the best years I ever had in racing. We yeah. We were very competitive on track. Uh, we were racing against big teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, back then it's like now maybe next year some of the IndyCar teams will have Indy Lights teams. Yeah. Sure. Back then they did. <laughs> and we were a small team that really kicked ass. And it was just because the three of us worked well together and the team had really good atmosphere and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. You still keep up with Casey? 
Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, he's very busy now, obviously in NASCAR and, and I do other things, but whenever we see each other, it's like it was yesterday. It really is. So, yep. uh, great guy. Great, great, great guy. And thanks to him, then I became really good friends to uh, Brian Vickers, Jimmy Johnson, and a little bit, you know, uh, Chad Canals and Jeff Gordon just because of them, but it's just, it's my NASCAR my NASCAR band, which is a good group. It's not a bad one. Good group to run no, around yeah, with. Company. Yeah. So you, because there was a bunch of you in Miami for quite a while, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I became friends with Max Papis, who's you yeah. know from Italy, and but it was more later when when I was a little more established. What were the uh, what were the Miami days like with that crew? Honestly, just very probably the of all the athletes that live in Miami, probably that was the healthiest group, just because we would really wear. What does that mean, healthiest? In the sense that we were working out mainly all the time. Oh, like actual oh. help. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like uh, crew strength. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. We were like on the bike every day, two, three hours a day. And, well, you know, and, and then you're, yeah, sorry. Um, that was, that was. <laughs> our, he was looking for life. like, who had the, who bought the craziest car? I know. Well, <laughs> Tony Canan, uh, we're talking about go. cars, that was Tony's. Uh, still probably is his sickness. Because at one point he had 11 cars. Yeah. Before, every car driver. before everyone got married, who was, uh, who was the lady killer? Honestly, we were really focused on driving. We, we you know, we we definitely like. This was going women, really well. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, it's <laughs> it's true. Like, uh, well, I guess we can just talk to each other. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it wasn't you know it wasn't that crazy. It really wasn't. Really, and it tells I'm you up where Devin is lying. Are you okay, All right. which we do a lot. Not if you're a little taller. Yeah, no, <laughs> we Did we didn't get that much action really. But about down there, everyone has an accent. That's a good you know point. I mean? Yeah, so you're it's not, not rare. Like you're standing there, like, like and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Where are you from? Like. Don't worry about the food thing. We'll, we'll, we can deal with that. Whereas here, if you have an accent, you're like, oh, he's so cultural. You're right. You know. you're right. Or Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Spencer Pimpelli killed someone? Who? We haven't touched on this really. We didn't talk much about it with uh, with Kat. But Oriole filled in for Justin Wilson at the finale. Yep. And you guys are obviously friends. In my former racing, sports car racing, like we don't have as many fatalities, fortunately. And obviously, a lot more closed cockpits. But with you, what you kind of describe about the Miami group and like hanging out with some of those guys, with the fatality rate in IndyCar being quite a bit higher, do you find it hard to be friends with so many of those guys? Like, is it something you're like, I don't want to get too close because there's uh. a chance, especially with the ovals and the high speed stuff. Or is it just like, yeah, we'll deal with it, it when it comes? It was probably an issue back in the 70s or 80s. Like, right. you know, when you read any biography or I remember reading uh, Emerson's uh, Fittipaldi, like, biography. And it's just, I mean, every other race, one guy was either you know, right. dead or burned. Or sure. So back then, I'm sure, had to be something that was in their minds a lot. Nowadays, yeah, I mean, it's just really sad. It just happened with Justin and, and Dan. But, you know, before that, it was 10 years. So, yeah. it's not honestly, it's not something that is in your head at all right. that right. can happen. It really is not. And, uh, you know, the cars, the tracks are safe that you don't even, you know, break legs or arms anymore. Right. Right. You really don't. Like, back then, still in the 80s, you know, you had a bad crash. You could you could mess yourself up. You wouldn't die. But, you know. But now, you really don't. Right. I mean, it's... Unfortunately, when it happens, it's just it's really bad. It's either really, really bad or yeah. you're fine. Or you're okay. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I've right. raced all my life and haven't broken one bone, you know, yeah. um, racing. I broke my collarbone first and last time I played American football in this country <laughs> <laughs> uh, in three places. <coughs> but, 
you know, not not in racing. Like so, no, it's not something you have in your mind. And if if you're if you're not friends, it's just because you don't like the other guy, not <laughs> not because you think you're gonna. Except for the know. right reasons. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. You. So, but it is really sad what what just you know happened with Dan and what happened with Justin and it's just you know it's just wrong it just always always uh, seems to happen to the to the best guys right know? right so, which you know we know so you, you mentioned the tapas bar that you're setting up or maybe setting up maybe yeah you're and you're uh, you're currently general manager is that the right title the, with the a dragon the racing I don't know what the title is. Maybe it's vague. The title is managing director. Managing so director. Get it, get it right. Please. All right. Uh, yeah, we kind of sold him short there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're a P. <laughs> you're a you're a shop grunt at uh, Dragon Racing, but are you setting yourself up for life after uh, after driving right now with moves like that, or or are you just trying to figure out? I what don't know. I think that all my life driving, as you know, you you just you just don't have long plans because <laughs> 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 you need to you need to decide day by day your energy is on you know, finding the next ride yeah what yeah. you're gonna do and what you know and honestly that's the mode i mean i i try to do things that i like i try to um um you know at the end of the day as we all know you know you you spend most hours with work so you might as well choose something you like and yeah yeah all my life, I, I loved driving, and I've been lucky to be able to do it and get paid most of the times uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, up to now. And I still want to drive. But Formula E came along in the most organic way, honestly. The first, um, I knew the CEO, Alejandro Agag, of the championship yeah. and, and the people that worked for him. And I was just going to... And uh, you're speaking of Formula E. Formula E, yeah. 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 I was going to just try to introduce them to some uh, U.S. teams and U.S. drivers because uh, they were... They had this model that is the model that ended up happening where they only have 10 teams, right. uh, 10 franchises, they call it, and, and they wanted to have maybe one or two from the U.S. So yeah. um, I just found myself, when I was telling the story of what, what Formula E was going to be, yeah. very excited about it. Yeah. Because I, I did like the concept that you know they do street racing. As you know, in IndyCar, I've done plenty of street races, and street races work. You bring the, yeah. the race to the people, and it's uh, unless it's a... a, a you know, horribly managed, it's usually a success. So um, I like that. I like that um, being electric, uh, regardless of what you think in terms of how many electric cars are going to be out there in the future, yeah. there are going to be some because yeah. it's the only way manufacturers have to really get to the pollution levels that the government makes them yeah. get to. So every car manufacturer is going to have an electric car or, or has one already. So it's a market that needs to be you know, have its own racing out outlet right. also, where yeah. manufacturers can showcase their technology. Right. So, I like that. I like many things about it. Uh, I like that it's a world championship. Right. And I like that there's only going to be ten teams, meaning there's a value in owning a team because yeah. the first year we all race the same car, all teams, and then the second year technology starts opening up. So manufacturers may have an interest. And they yeah. have an interest. They have to make the appearance through one of the existing franchises. So there's actually a value in having a franchise. And then when I, I was talking to a few teams, uh, Jay Penske had an IndyCar team, uh, Dragon Racing, really liked this concept. And we decided to partner up and see if we could get a franchise, which was not easy because a lot of teams were trying to get one and yeah. we got a franchise. And that's, you know, that's how it happened, really. But the plan is like every year or so to keep, keep opening, 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 but, opening. But I think they're doing a good job that they open it so there's going to be some relevancy to what technology you use, sure. but they're not letting you go crazy like in Formula One that right. you can spend $200 million at all. You know, right, so. right. Interesting. All right. What's the budget for the year for that thing? It's around 
eight million dollars for for the whole team, and that, that means four car. cars. Oh, four cars. Yeah, because oh, each wow. driver has two oh, cars. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh. so it's kind of like half of an IndyCar budget, really. Yeah, because you spend that, you spend six, seven in a. I mean, in it's an basically IndyCar. like yeah. a DP kind of budget, yeah. more or less. Right, so. but a lot more travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's planet, a lot of the budget goes. Exactly, you know, travel. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you have to travel the whole crew. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. And are they all crew that are coming through the series? Like they're all like off-season F3000 guys, or or or. Steam does it a little different. Okay. We we try to have our core uh, guys to be a little bit U.S. because okay. it's what we've been doing. I sure. mean, uh, Jay as an IndyCar team and myself, really, I know 90% of the, the racing people I know yeah. is in the U.S. because I've been here for, wow, 17 years already. So, yeah. you know, um, but we, we do hire a lot of uh, people from Europe, too, sure. because, you know, it's more like w weekend warriors. Right, yeah. right. So, as managing director, correct. Uh, uh, That's a big deal. Yeah, not general manager. That is a big deal. Me. Um, how are you liking that? I mean, what are the what are the responsibilities in terms of relative to what you're you doing? <coughs> Let me make up something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot I of what have you. Like he's like the Jordan Schlansky of Dragon <laughs> Racing. He's just like, <laughs> not have various know, roles and responsibilities. You know, I do things from day to day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one foot in front of We're the other. We're getting him fired. Um, now, the truth is, you know, we... <laughs> Look we at him flinch. It's awesome. We one foot in front of the other. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> we call, most of the time, <laughs> we, we call it like managing director that I'm doing this thing that is very different than what I did before as a driver. Yeah. The truth is, it's not. It's almost the same. Really? I just don't get on the car on Sunday. But all my career, I had to deal with engineers. Yeah. And I've always been a guy that likes to work with engineers. Some yes. drivers don't care. And are, some are, you know, everything works different for every driver, right? Yeah. But I always did like working with engineers. Um, and at the same time, I always had to, I wouldn't say fine, but try to find sponsorship. Sure. Yeah. Um, as a driver, unfortunately, you have to do that. And now uh, in the team, it's what I do. I try to try to lead a little bit the engineers and the way I would like them to work. If I was, right. the, you know, I've been I've been to so many teams uh, in IndyCar. Unfortunately, yeah. for my success, I had to almost change teams every year. So <laughs> I've I've taken notes, like you know, not really written notes, but in my brain of what works and what doesn't work. Right. Well, you have a good network of people. Now at Dragon, I try to a little bit do that as much as I can. Try to. Uh, make us work as I would like us to work from an engineering point of view and then I try to lead the commercial uh, side also trying to get sponsorship for the series for the team so right. it's is not it that different than what I did before I was going to say it's on the commercial side since so many drivers now have to bring their own funding I assume that's not terribly different from what the last 10 years have been exactly. like for you anyway you yeah. know not that I was successful <laughs> at finding money well you and I have worked on a couple sponsorship proposals I mean how yes. hard is that for you I mean uh, it seems to me like racing is really hard to actually sell like, value sponsors. Like the fans would be surprised how how good most of us drivers are at PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot about yeah. I mean, I can put a presentation <laughs> together in 2 minutes. Yeah. Like I did two this morning just like that, you know. You yeah. just have to. You just have to. Yeah. There's always something, you know, someone interested or maybe interested and you have to pitch them and yeah. and you're never as good as a proper a commercial agency, to be honest, but, sure. but you just don't have the means to hire agencies, right. and you yeah. just have to do it yourself. Well, especially because you know, I don't think people realize there are so many 
kind of bullshit opportunities, and you don't know if it's bullshit or not, so you have to run you have So to you write can't bring in an agency. Every single meeting you have yeah. to take. Yeah. So you can't bring in an agency because they're not going to waste their time with, you know, I got six different people on the line today, and they're not just not going to drop everything for that. And, and if they could, you couldn't afford it. So, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, so, so anyway, it's not that different, obviously, right. to what I did. I just don't get on the car on Saturday and drive. Right. Um, and for that reason, I'm out. No. And for that reason, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I really, uh, last year I put all, the last actually year and a half, I put yeah. almost all my time into, into organizing the yeah. team a little bit. And, and I enjoyed it a lot and I still want to do it, but I, 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 m I miss driving too much. Sure. Um, uh, I did the Indy 500, which is something I hope I can do many, many years, especially this year, which yeah. is the deer race. Yeah. Um, but I in, uh, it was in August, um, I spent the whole month of August in uh, Donington, which is two hours north of London, just getting the team ready for yeah. this next season. And in my head, I, I already decided that I wanted to find you want to be a, a program, yeah. a, a racing program. All my life, I just looked in IndyCar and I'm like, I hope it's IndyCar, but it's so hard to find a budget. Right. Um, at this point, it could happen, but I don't know that I, I want to drive anything. And... Uh, hopefully it's a good program so right. I don't care what series what level just something that maybe if we do it right we can win that that category whatever it is right. and uh, I went to Austin met with a lot of people I went to GRC uh, here in Long Beach met with a lot of people and I'm just very interested in anything honestly yeah. that, that has a proper program well, that's when you and I first met which was 2009 and I got it and then 2010 uh, you know, 2010 was sort of a lean year for you with driving. It was. Uh, and so you and that's when you and I got to know each other the best. But um, at the time, you were pretty much set on IndyCar. That's where you wanted to look. And I remember there was a little bit of resistance to sports cars because you just felt like you still had several good IndyCars here. Uh, years yeah, and, and you feel like you're going to lose the train if you jump, yeah. you know. Not that you don't like uh, sports cars or endurance, right. but you've I had invested all my life sure. in open wheel and you know uh, I didn't want to miss the train if I was if there was another opportunity but and it worked out I mean you had a really good 2011 I have I cannot yeah. complain I cannot complain but you know I definitely have to since since I work in sports car racing that's all I've ever done is, is this your guy you man. just you just met the king of Main Street right oh, now there he walking is. in walking in he does look like a king carrying <laughs> what is that vegetable <laughs> oil and a bag of lettuce yeah he, <laughs> I'm guessing he's a hands-on guy a cucumber oh, he's a uh, hands-on hand, he's, he's coming stocking in the, the bar yeah. Yeah. And yep. holy he's, he's the coming man. over here he is there better be like a bro handshake here there better be a bro handshake no it's cool man come on in he's got that swagger I like that believe it or not take a seat hey Sean hey I'm Ryan nice to meet you Louie Louis, so take a seat because give him a headset. <laughs> somehow this man has seen old boy before. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, there, there. Hello. Hello, so hello. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get four going? Sure. Why not? Yeah. No, yeah. no, actually, it is okay. <laughs> He's got to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, just, we'll do a quick, okay. quick okay. sidebar. I, I, don't, I, I, I was not prepared to meet you, so I have no <laughs> idea what I'm supposed to ask. But um, <laughs> the story of old boy. Uh-huh. Um, was it, it was that it wasn't your story? Somebody else gave you that idea. It was a car from a Japanese cartoon. Right, right. Uh, we bought the and right, and yeah. you saw that that story, and went, yeah, that's uh, that'll work. Yeah, really. So, yeah. Wow. Not you never at action. one point went, oh, that's too screwed up yeah. to put into a movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, we twitched the story a lot, but okay. you know, yeah, it came out pretty well, I think. Now, did you see the American version? Yes, I did. And did you? Uh, you don't have to say yes or no, mm -hmm. but shake your head mm -hmm. if it's uh, dog shit compared to your movie. 
<laughs> he didn't say anything. Nothing, I didn't say anything. Nothing was said. All right. Oh. Well, it, it, that is an excellent, excellent movie. It's fucked up, but it's an amazing movie. Oh, thank so. you so much. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it. Right. And also, awesome, lovely place yeah, this here. Is awesome. Food's, Food's been very good. Oh, yeah, so Oriole speaks very highly of you. Oh, yeah. wow. The wow. Yeah. yeah, no, he's got a he crush sure on you. He sure doesn't acting yeah. like it, but, you know, I <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, uh, Thanks, Lee. All right. Thank yeah. you. Take care. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. There you go. All yep. right. Well, we've gotten to know a lot about him. Not so much about you, but that's okay. Yeah. Why can't you be more outgoing? <laughs> How <laughs> no, that's actually so. There's, uh, I actually think sports cars for you could be a really, really good move. And 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 so much of sports car race, like the, the challenge <laughs> you've had in IndyCar is that you have to go out and actually sell the value of IndyCar or any sort of sports car racing, which is a very, very hard sell these days. Whereas in sports car, I mean, Ryan's able to get a lot of rides because he's likable. That's uh, exactly what I was going yeah. before Louis sat down. Is that your personality? I've never met you before today, and immediately I feel very comfortable around you. You're engaging personable and just friendly and a lot of guys from your side of the world that I, I refer to as open wheel guys they are tend to be a little bit competitive in nature even though it's we're having lunch you yeah. know and, it, and it's laid back I think you do well I think you'd be able to because yeah. a lot of the time it's finding a guy that's wealthy guy that wants to go race with him if he likes you even if you're not winning every race you go race for years together yeah, yeah. and that could be right up your alley yeah and I don't know I think so I mean there's that and there's also that even in open wheel, I've always been a guy that it, it takes me a while to warm up. Like I'm, I think that's why I like the 500 so much or long races. I, it, I usually, you know, take my time, right. and then it's at the end that I really, you know, go go for it. Um, and an endurance race, I think that's a lot about that because you got to come a little bit yourself and right. and have the big picture in your head. So I don't know. I think it would it would fit me. I usually finish races, and that's kind of important in, in endurance. So. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I really hope I have my, my, my shot at a good program. Well, and you have a reputation as being a very intelligent driver that doesn't do stupid. I, yeah, you just got to pay yeah. the right people. Yeah. Exactly. But in sports car, I'd say sports car has way less patience for crashing than open wheel, more or less. Yeah. And, and so I, I think it would be a very good move. So do you think that'll be happening? I mean, do, do, do we expect to see you in sports cars in the future? I, I haven't exchanged contracts with anyone yet. Sure. As, you know, it's far. But uh, but again, I went to Austin. There was the Tudor series. This was for the Tudor and WEC. And, and the WEC. Yeah. And, and I had some promising conversations. But I don't know. You know, people maybe were just nice to me. And, and, you know, <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll find out soon. I don't know. When we were with Andy, um, he was in a moment where he was trying to figure out Literally mid-conversation, he was getting text messages about a prospective guy who had money, and it you know, didn't necessarily work out. Do you get a lot of these bullshit guys that call you? Like, oh, Oriole, I've got this I've got this investor who wants to go racing and blah, blah, blah. How many of these assholes come across your I desk? mean, I'll tell you that I had many, many, yeah. many, 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 right. many. Like, I think <laughs> most of us in racing had many, many. Um, the craziest one was these two guys. Um, what year was it? Uh, Wow, I don't want to say it wrong. I think it was 2008, 2009. That they had a huge budget. Okay. They really did. Sure. Right. Uh, they went and uh, they had three visits at the Forsyth shop, which was a fantastic shop in Indianapolis. Sure. Uh, Forsyth had just stopped their champ car operations, yeah. and it was available. And they went to see it three times exchange contracts to buy it um, they uh, they had very very clear path of what they wanted to do 
uh, long-term contract. Um, they wanted to hire Sebastian Bourdais, who was uh, almost ready to sign his second season at Toro Rosso in Formula One. Yep. But they wanted him very aggressively, and um, they were going back and forth in contracts. And I was talking to Sebastian because I was the other driver, yeah. and we were talking, and it seemed like really good. I was talking to Foresight just to check, and yeah, yeah, they was all going through. And it turned out to be a, uh, crazy. Like, it was one day away that actually Sebastian uh, was, gonna, was, was talking to uh, the Red Bull owner, the main owner, Dieter Matsushits, and was telling him, I'm, you know, I think I'm not going to do a second season here. I'm going to go back to, to America. This yeah. is a good program, blah, blah, blah. And Dieter convinced him to stay. Like, wow. last, like th the last day, he was, he was telling me, okay, I'm going to sign. Like, he, I thought he was signing. So he doesn't sign. And uh, then it was going to be uh, myself and Justin Wilson, actually. Okay. And the same contract exchange, blah, 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 blah. Very good contract. I was really happy, finally. And it, uh, all, it was all two guys completely nuts and crazy. Right. Yeah. Out of uh, his little uh, home, uh, one studio apartment. I mean, at the end, we did a lot of research. Tagliani also was going to be there. Uh. We, we, we end up. I don't. I don't think we hired the PI, but we end up doing investigation, and it was yeah. just a complete, complete bullshit. And then we find out a lot of people that they had. Derek Walker, one of them, many years before, and yeah. a lot of people. And it was a completely crazy guy that ended up hanging himself three years later. Oh, wow! Uh, but oh, it was wow. unbelievable how. How I far he it got. opened yeah. my eyes, like how easy it is to scam people. Yeah. Because yeah. all you need is like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, really serious. It wasn't just me. I, you know, I could be fooled easily, honestly. But there's so many people in yeah. it, and because there's so many people, you end up believing them. But that was the extreme. But I had so many, so many. Like, that they're, they're they're not generally trying to scam you, but they're just overselling something that is not true, and it there's no balls, and then right. you believe it, and then it's you get yourself in the wrong. Well, and this is this is. This is my point. It's like it seems like this is a recurring. Everybody's got <laughs> yeah. one of these stories where they take 17 meetings and fly a guy out, and it turns out the whole thing was yeah. a scam. Um, and can and you imagine Sebastian like would have almost yeah, given up? Yeah, doesn't go to F1 again. A Formula yeah. One seat. Uh, crazy. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. But yet you have the, you have one of these almost every year, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You have several, and yeah. you. <laughs> but it's the same as the sponsors. You need to you need to be open to, to all of it, and yeah. until it falls through, and right. yeah. and many times you you know. You can see it coming, but you still have to. You have still got to do it. Yeah, there are other. Then the flip side of that, there are times where people call you and you're like, "Yeah, no way. Like yeah. this is fake." Yeah. And then it goes somewhere, and you're like, "I didn't see that coming." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that same token, you've got this reputation as like the nicest guy in the paddock. No one's an enemy of yours, but that that can't be true. There's got to be someone you're like, "Oh, that guy's a." F I'm, like sure, I'm sure that I don't no, I mean, you know, you've got to think that about keeping others, it quiet is smart, you know. <laughs> no, but is there? Is, there's got to be guys <laughs> in the paddock that you avoid. Yes. <laughs> Look at that pause. No, there's just people I, you I like more than others. Yeah. You know, like in class when you're, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, there's people, you know. But no. I there's not like a rival or anybody that you always kind of bashed up against or clashed You just with. hate idiots, whatever <laughs> they are. Right. They're, they're right. Of course, like, in, there's some drivers that are idiots because there's, you know, like everywhere else. You know, right. you've, but, and, and you've, and more than anything, you, when I say idiot, it's someone that is out there not really caring uh, we've all given our lives to the sport and we're all dedicated and, you know, we all make mistakes. But when you see someone without respect for um, 
not just your life because it's obviously it's you know it's dangerous but also just you, you know you're putting everything you can and and then somebody throws your race away because it's the third time that does a stupid mistake without yeah. even thinking too much then then you get upset you yeah. know i mean if it's you cry because you both try to go for a corner and it's racing you know and it's going to happen but if somebody just it's careless then that's when you get upset and i have not much tolerance and then maybe the few guys i had issues are with you know that that kind of thing but right. but even when i had strong rivalities rivalities now rivalries rivalries exactly. right. um, you know you end up gaining a respect for the other person because obviously you know how good you are <laughs> and that other person <laughs> is actually beating you here and there and yeah. like, that guy obviously is he must be amazing must be amazing yeah. right. <laughs> so you 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 have to you know you just gain respect for the other guy because it's you know it just beats you so right so with that, our next, next guest, guest is, is C.J. Wilson. Anaheim Angels pitcher slash owner of C.J. Wilson Racing in the Continental Tire Sports Car Series. Yeah, he owns a okay. two-car team. They just won the MX-5, or they won the ST class with their MX-5 Mazda. Yeah. And uh, he's a huge racing guy. He's a McLaren. He's just oh, car cool. crazy. Yeah. So he'll be pretty stoked to get a question from you. From IndyCar legend, Oriel Servia. But he lives down in Newport. Well, he's a pitcher for the uh, Angels. Okay, I'll have to think about it maybe uh, a little bit. But there's my only two connections to to uh, we're talking about football, right? Now. My only two <laughs> connections to baseball are I went to see an Angels game in '98 when I was in Indy Lights with a promotion, oh, yeah. and I went to see uh, an Angels game. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, when we were racing in Baltimore, I threw the first pitch comes. for the Baltimore Orioles, of course, of course, mm. of course, a natural okay. favorite of the city. Um, <laughs> and and I didn't make it. My, you know, you over did. the plate. Yep, you I did catch it. make it. Sorry, you did make I it. I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I mean, I had to. Was that is that nerve wracking? Like, oh, it is. I'm it is. And I didn't think it was that a big deal before. And my and team owner at the time was Dennis Reinbold, who's who's a good a good pitcher himself, and and his son plays, and yeah. and he, you know, he started telling me like, dude, you gotta practice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as a <laughs> like, did you go like out to the like a lot of times people will throw and it will go down because you're not used to being up in the little. Mountain, yeah. and I'm like, look, look, little mountain. It's like, like what? <laughs> <little> five <laughs> inches? <laughs> like, I can throw a ball. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, but I can get there. And I'm like, you better try. And I have to say, I'm glad we did practice. We you did? Like, okay. Like, two, three races before, we would start, and, uh, and <laughs> glad, gladly I did. Not, uh, you know, we just. Oh, like, you didn't, like, find a mound at a park no, out here? No, no, but, uh, you know. It's, it's called a mound, by it. the way. The mound. He taught me how to, you know, grab the ball and throw it. And, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't an amazing pitch, but at least I made it. So <laughs> you got it there. And you were <laughs> generally in the zone for the catcher? Yes, yes, okay. yes, right. I did. No, if no, he, if I, he I caught have it. to say. If I have to it, say, okay. it was, yeah, it was, it was okay. Right. Uh, for, a, for a Catalan <laughs> boy. <laughs> Never been to a Ori game. For a Catalan Oriole, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. But um, I have to think of a question. I mean, has he ever raced himself? Yeah, he does like the 25 hours of Thunderhill with oh, his cool. team every year but he because of his contracts he can't do anything during the season yeah and they they play all the way through basically so um he's only able to really do that one race because it's december 5th yeah and then he goes to spring training in february you know, i so. actually almost did that race last year with a friend so oh yeah yeah we may maybe we may be racing what didn't miss anything you gonna do it this year why not I'd, I say this not driving. He being hates like a Thunder media Hill. Guy, I can't stand that race. Why not? Uh, because I'm not it? driving. It's not fun if you're not driving. Yeah, it's, it's like true. all the stuff that you experience at a 24-hour race like at Daytona, but with none of the prestige, 
facilities, food, warmth, warmth. <laughs> like in there, no, it's a miserable event. It's awesome if you're a driver. So for anybody who's out club yeah. racing, I, I totally get why you'd want to do it. But if you're doing video work or you're a crew guy, <laughs> what the f no, I have no interest in that event. That's just me. I'm angry. I'm old. But no. Are you going to do it this year? I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, right. Yeah, I haven't. Actually, my friend is not here anymore, the one I was going to do it with, so I don't know. Um, and I still have to think about a question. It's just, um, it's such a different world, uh, baseball for the Spaniard. We don't, you know, we don't. Doesn't even have to be about baseball. He's a racer. I know. You know, I mean, I know. He, um, he also knows about dating models and actresses. Lots of things in common with you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's keep going. I'll, I'll <laughs> think of something. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to think of something. Um, okay. Well, here's a very generic question, but. What people know about you is what they read or, or see in, you know, random little sound bites. What do people not know about you? Mm. You know, what's the, what's the secret Oriole that we don't know about? That or is there a hobby that... I already talked about tequila. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that the drink of choice? I, I, yeah. Is that a new thing or is that no. all, all life? Not, life on not, not all life. Um, um, no, maybe... I started when I became really close friends with Michelle Jourdain. Okay. Oh had yeah, to yeah. be with a Mexican, obviously. Yeah. And uh, back home, the only tequila we get is uh, not to say a brand, but Cuervo. Actually, Cuervo yeah. has good tequilas, but the one we all have seen is is the one that will make you really hang over the next day. <laughs> so right. back yeah. in in Spain or in in Europe in general, it's really hard to find any decent tequila. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. very picky; just any decent. And um, Michelle taught me uh, a lot about about tequila and if you don't mix it with anything you hardly ever have a hangover and it's you know yeah. so uh, life lessons by Oriole yeah, Servia yeah and so Michelle Jourdain so it's probably I don't know 10 years I started liking a little more tequila than anything else if, I, if I'm going to drink I'm going to drink tequila right what's your take on uh, Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> <laughs> it just amazes me and it shows again how how much we've missed in IndyCar with when you have such a great product and you cannot make it popular and some other i don't even know how to call it it's not even a i don't know what it is that f that family but they've created an empire from really not much substance let's say <laughs> yeah sure, absolutely and, <laughs> that's and in general that's very they, well they stated yeah they yeah, yeah. they keep you know they find ways to reinvent each one of them and 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 have millions of followers, not that we want all millions of followers, but that brings obviously right. money yeah. and sponsorship. sponsorship and, yeah. and you know, we've been trying to figure out how to, how to make IndyCar work and racing in general. And, and, and this family alone has you know, a bigger budget than probably 50% yeah. of the racing in this country. You know? So it's kind of crazy. I thought you were totally skirting the question. You were just going to answer something else and you brought it back. No, That's I mean, uh, it really, it's so crazy. It really, I yeah. mean, we all can think whatever we want, but the truth is there's lessons there to, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. notes to take. And so it's yeah. just like unbelievable. IndyCar needs to hire the Kardashians. That's uh, They actually boom. need. <laughs> they did one year. They were sponsoring oh Graham Rahal's yeah, car at the 500. Like perfume line or something, and it, right? And, uh, yeah, and it was a year I wasn't driving, but I went. Uh, IndyCar used to bring celebrities. I think they still do back and forth in, a, in their plane when IndyCar had a plane. 
And on the way back, I flew back with all the celebrities. Huh. And all the celebrities were getting along. They had a blast at the 500. Who yeah. doesn't? And they were all together. Did they stay for the race? Or is it like they go to the Indy 500 no, and they no. leave at Green Flag? No, no, no. They stayed the they whole stayed. race. Okay. They actually come usually a couple of days before. Oh and they, they get a wow. feel for the race. Yeah. And they okay. have, I mean, honestly, all the celebrities, they come. Uh, they have a blast. Because it's a great event. It's like the Kentucky Derby. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just amazing, as you know. And, I, again, I have nothing... As you saw, it's not like I went and put a job on, on the family, but all, there were a lot of celebrities, Jeremy Renner, like great yeah. big celebrities. Yeah. They were all having a great time at the back of the plane, and just the Kardashians were at the front completely like oh, having the worst it. time, oh, not interacting really? with anyone. So yeah. I don't know. It made me like not really want Not that I ever wanted to be them, but it was like, yeah, they don't seem to be having fun in life. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just had a bad day, you know? But sure. I'm just saying the rest of the celebrities just really hang and just they enjoy were it. not. That's cool. They probably didn't want to share a private plane with other people. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. So they were in their own little own section, and you're, like, hanging with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Doing blow and all kinds of stuff. No, that was not going on. Right. How many th strippers th would you say were on the plane? <laughs> none. None. <laughs> it wasn't. Again, it was an indie car. It was an indie car venue. None. How many strippers will be at the tapas place you're opening? Anyone that wants to come and have a good time. <laughs> I right. mean, I'm not discriminating. Well, have you guys thought of a name yet? Uh, no. Okay. No, but topless, 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 sounds, sounds pretty Just good. Topless. Oreos topless. cookies. Ore <laughs> Oreos cookies. <laughs> have you ever seen There Will Be Blood? Yes. You have? Really? There Will Be Blood? Yeah. There, there yeah. Okay. Can you, uh, Could you do a line from that movie? Wow. Daniel Plainview. I don't think so. I drink your milkshake. Let's try it. Come on. Really? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the line? I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Every day. Why, why, why that movie? It's What's just a theme for us as people. Oh, driving. is it? Yeah. It's, it's, there's no context for this. It's just we've been talking about there will be blood for like six days, and it's not made its way into a webcast yet. So I. And so we just figured <laughs> you'd be the one to kick it off for us. What's the line? It, it, it doesn't have to be that line. Any Daniel Plainview line. So you say I've abandoned my child. Yeah. That'll do. Or no. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> you guys, this is all we've been talking about for it's like been six days. Six days. Of <laughs> is that your favorite blood. movie? Like you guys said, to it's I just I for for some reason today. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed the movie, and I've got like a bunch of stuff on iTunes already that I've already downloaded or bought. Yep. And so I had to fly right after Petite Dakota to go coach. Uh huh. And on the flight back, I just downloaded that. And so the last thing I watched before this trip started was that movie. And for some reason, I was like, hey, Sean, on like day one, two hours in, I'm like, hey, Sean, you've seen There Will Be Blood, right? He's like, yeah. And then we just started going into movie line after movie line for no for reason. For no reason whatsoever. So just, yeah. I'm, so <laughs> I'm horrible. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like to think that my brain works. But when it comes down to remembering either lyrics okay. from songs right. or lines from movies, like, we're giving you the lines. <laughs> you don't have to know the lines. You're I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> give me the blood, Lord. Give me the blood, Lord. <laughs> give, me the give me the what? Did you have to do in that voice? Like, give me the blood, Lord. The blood? Give me the... He's, si <laughs> he's sitting there getting slapped around by Paul, by Paul Dano. I'm a sinner. Give I'm a <laughs> sinner. I've abandoned my child. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. <laughs> no? No idea. Okay. I just like <laughs> listening... Uh, to you coming out with more and more lines. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. So we're going to spice it up. CJ Wilson. It's only fair. Wait, wait. On that wow. on that topic, what would you say your favorite movie is? Like, do you have a go-to, like, every time, you, you know? A movie that I've always liked a lot is Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Do you totally. quote that all the time? 
You know, Sorry? Do you, do you quote that all the time? Yeah, I think I have. But I also quoted Almost Famous, which is more of a girly oh. movie. Wow. wow that what says what a lot. movie lines do you have from that? Yeah. Sorry? Anything. What movie lines do you have from that one? I, I told you, I don't remember any lines. All right, how about ever. Okay. Ever. Settle down. I like, no. I like when Kate Hudson <laughs> says, You are home. <laughs> <laughs> She does, you see, that's all, all right. I remember. Done. I think that should be his video. Because <laughs> the hand. Standing. Yeah. The the hand. hand. That's actually a magical moment home. in the movie. You are home. Do you read lines with your girlfriend, with your fiance? I have, yes. yes. But I have to have the paper. It doesn't matter. Like Even songs. Like I'm actually, when you asked me earlier what people don't know, I think people know because I've said it too many times now. I, I love karaoke. Oh. All right. I, I do, I do. What's your go-to song? Because I it's karaoke myself. It is myself. my way. It's probably the only song I know the lyrics. It is my way? My, my way? My oh, way. My way. Yeah. Got it. My way. He um, Spanishized it. And I probably sang my way without exaggeration 2,000 times. And and are you, is and that I still need to see the lyrics here and there. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that just the tells whole time the intellectual like, yeah, level that's here. That's not the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do, you, do you karaoke around here? Um, I, for many, many, many years, I would travel to the races with this great piece of engineering, <laughs> uh, this product uh, that now I, I think a lot of people know, but back then, I'm talking about 2002, 2003, I had never seen, and Michelle Jourdain is the one that introduced me to it. It's a microphone that it plugs directly into the TV, and the microphone has 2,000 songs already, so on any TV works. So oh I wow. would take it with me to the races, and Sunday after the races, we'd go to my room. And, and that's it. And that was as crazy as it would get. Who's we the worst singer? We would, we would go and sing karaoke in my, in my Who's room. surprisingly who's good? Okay. Who's, a, who's somebody that you'd be like, yeah, let's get him to sing, and he blew you away? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Vassar is a natural. Velvet I voice. I, I can, can see I this. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, 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 he's a talented yeah. Uh, yeah, musician. Yeah, uh, I can see that. And yeah, who's um, the worst? Who's yeah? Probably Tony Kanan. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Tony wasn't the most gifted singer. Uh, Cristiano D'Amato is amazing. He he played guitar since he's like six or seven years old, yeah. so he was able to just play anything. And yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then Michelle and me were just, you know, good supporters, and we just uh, try our best at every time. You ever come to Atlanta? You got to look me up. We have a bar called Metalsome Monday. Okay. And they play rock and roll songs with a live band, and you sing with the oh band. Oh wow! And it is that's that's it's that's a thing. Fantastic. Like actually, it's not too much because they play the music so much louder than you. Oh okay. That you think you sound amazing, and we learned this because a friend of ours hired them for his wedding, and he did it at the uh, at the aquarium. That's like that's fine. That could be fine. Atlanta Museum. And Sean put a camera on top, like the very top of the building. We're talking like 100 feet in the air. Yeah. And none of us knew about it. And so uh, you go up there. That's that's right, the kind of guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's a true friend. And so you go up and you sing, and the band's so good and loud that everyone, you know, you, the first thing you do is you get off and you go to your friends, like, did I sound okay? And you're like, you sounded awesome. And of course, you're inebriated as well. Yeah. But you, you listen to your friend, you're like, no, he sounds great. So then Sean, like two months after the wedding, posts links to all the videos of us singing and it's from far enough away that the band's not very loud and the vocals are extremely oh. loud and we sounded absolutely terrible Fantastic. terrible like i i never i'm like i'm never singing again that's it it's that bad but but in person good to go Sounds great good yeah. to go yeah i cannot sing in like i say karaoke but i cannot sing in front of an audience like i i like the japanese way that you go to a small room and you sing in front <laughs> of your three friends <laughs> that you got drunk already before getting there right, right. uh if, if in front of uh, an audience i just can't it's too much all right yeah fair enough so cj wilson 
CJ Wilson is our next guest. Oh, we'll, I, we can give you a minute. I still need a question, huh? Yeah. I like how much people put pressure on themselves. Yeah, like, well, like, just, like this you, know, you should have told me before. I mean, you don't want to sound like an <laughs> idiot and like, really, is that the, what this guy's going to ask me? I um, guarantee what you. Is, what is he from originally? Let's see. He's from Anaheim. He actually started oh, playing. So he's one of the few locals. Yeah, he started playing in the in the majors. I think his first team was the Texas Rangers. And then he got traded to Anaheim, which he obviously wanted to do because he's from here. But again, the pressure that people put themselves. Yeah, well, it's somehow like a big deal. No, I mean, you can start with a simple question of CJ. Have you ever been to Barcelona? Are you looking forward? If not, I can tell you a good tapas place, not close by soon. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder the first, <laughs> the first question, because when you're like whatever sport, and obviously the guy is very successful, so I'm sure he dedicated himself to, to baseball and nothing else. Um, when, when, what was the first thing that m gave him the itch about driving or, or racing? Was it a, a movie he saw? Was it Days of Thunder? Was it a go-kart day with his dad at K1? Or, or you know, what, what is it that from someone that is not in the sport made him like really make it his number right. one hobby, I guess, or so, I mean, more than that, he has a team. So, sure. uh, that's the best I can come up with that right now. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's actually absolutely a good solid. question. Absolutely solid. So we, we had lunch with the Speed Freaks yesterday, um, and it sounds like you know them. Uh, I may have been lucky enough to have a couple of uh, interviews with them. Okay. One of them at the, at the museum, at the Pearson Museum. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was yeah. fantastic. Exactly. It was also like, it was at night, so it was dark, just where we were in the middle of such a cool museum, great yeah. cars. Uh, it wasn't that they were any good, but the museum... <laughs> Doing it there was awesome. No, they're, they're awesome. They're great. They're a lot of fun. They know what they're talking about. It's always a pleasure to, uh, to be with them. What was the question? No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Kenny Sargent, his, uh, his question for, uh, for Patrick, Patrick Long was, out of the best drivers out there, IndyCar or sports cars, whose piss-soaked seat would you most like to sit in? Wow. So it's more a question of sitting in piss than it is about talent. <laughs> That's the best quote. I mean, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. That's one of probably number one, like, better things that you have in open wheel, that you don't have to share that wet seat with anyone else. Right. Yeah. right. Um, you just have to make sure you buy dinner to, who, uh, you know, whatever mechanic will have to have take to that seat out. That. Sure. Um, <laughs> but you don't have to sit on anyone else's. Have you ever pissed in the seat? Mm, I have. Really? Uh, not many times. You, wow, no, no. That's You're the first person who's ever admitted to that. I, I know so two much others. respect I for know you. two others. Yeah. No, really? Ev everyone, every time I've, because, uh, you know, you go to a lot of, like, sponsored dinners and stuff like that. What are you doing? You have to go to the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, and that's uh, always I, the most and common question. And the truth is, you know, I not, not often, I sweat a lot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I just don't have the need. Um, but there was this driver, which I will name, uh, yes. Pedro de la Rosa, which is uh -huh. a very, very, very close friend. I'm going to Google him real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, he used to tell me that he used to pee almost every, every race. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, how can you? I mean, how can even you do it physically right. there, like, in the race? I've tried once, and I just couldn't get it out. That was the only so time I ever gave up. So after having this conversation for with him for years, the first time I ever did was Portland. 2001 was a, a, a very rainy race in cart then. And we had this extremely long yellow. And A, 
as I said before the race, you drink a lot, yeah. you know you're going to sweat, but it's raining and there's this long yellow, so raining makes you a little more nervous. Yeah. Because you can make, obviously, easy, easy mistakes. It's cold. It long as yellow ever, I'm like, I was going to explode. I remember I was going to explode. So I'm like, okay, I guess people do it. I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. What? Like a second before, I couldn't like hold it. You're sitting there yelling at yourself like Shia LaBeouf. It's like, come I on, exactly, just do it. exactly. A second before, I thought I couldn't hold it, and then I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, wow. and so I'll I'll reveal what I had to do. <laughs> I continue. I I did not unzip my. Oh uh, wow! I did not. I did oh, not unzip okay. my suit. I think but that's hard in in there. Y yeah. Yeah. The. Unzipping. The unzipping. Yes. yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to actually grab myself like if I was in the restroom. It was the only way. I'm telling young drivers out there if it ever happens. You the second hands. I did grab myself, then it was the, the release button. And it wow. it's probably one of the best sensations I had in my life at that moment. Really? Wow. It's just huh. well, yeah, we all have to try it. It was such a release, and then I was so much more focused on what I had to do. So that made me like it. And... <laughs> and... <laughs> And <laughs> because of that, I've done it maybe three or four times in my career. Not many. Not many. The funniest thing is the smile that yeah, he has. Yeah. It's like a little no, creepy. No, because I mean, it's not something you, <laughs> obviously, you know, you know, but I, mean, I sweat a lot, so it's, and it's salt water. It's no, but, yeah, it's, you know, you are, you are peeing now in the you that you're going to be for two hours. Yeah. So here's the million dollar question is, do you tell them when you get out or do you just hope that they like somehow won't I notice? The, I, yeah, I, I have because, okay. you, you know. Because somebody's gonna have to deal with that. So do you go? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Sorry, if you dude. don't deal with it, then it, it make it. What, what if you just you know water down, it's fine. It's all again. It's just really mainly water. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's you know a little treatment helps. You're gonna be sitting in it in it two weeks, so might as well be. You know. Plus, like it's your guy. You know what I mean? Plus like I'm your saying, guys yeah, in yeah. your car, you don't want him to be yeah. surprised. Yeah, you're like, hey man, I'm sorry. But nobody's like, happy to hear that. Yeah, absolutely yeah, 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 not. You know. yeah. um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But what did? Patrick answer. Who's who's the driver that he? Oh, uh, Craig Stanton, sports car guy, is in really good shape. Okay. I kind of led him down the road of what I would do, which is go with the most physically in shape person, because it'll most likely just be water, versus if it was like Tony Stewart's piss, you know, it's probably like four day old beer, you know, just like no nutrients or any <laughs> sort of healthiness to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, there was a concern about herpes too, but I don't think we figured out if that's actually if that actually transmitted through yeah. urine. Yeah. Would you, would you be more okay if it was a female driver? I, I I said that to Pat and he just didn't even he didn't even respond. Yeah. yeah, he's married though, and he's worried. You know, well, he has a Porsche contract. Nowadays, I don't know. Important sites. There's all this. I heard there's all this like different. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've never been into that. No, but continue. Well, but at least you're not into porn. I think it's hard. You're not nodding. To, yes, I think it's hard not to in this era. You I don't mean, have a factory contract. No one's. No, I mean, I listen. I, I'm sure this. I'm sure the CEO of Volkswagen. Uh, uh, yeah, you're the least uh, of his concerns. Yeah, right about now. to say. But I'm, you know, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, can I mean, can you do an American accent? Like, if you're making fun of somebody, like at the sh like Jay, would you? Do you have like a go-to like? Okay. <laughs> you know, Jay, Jay actually uh, has a very Polish accent. Um, I like I like having a lot of uh, making a lot of fun. Good, just good. Just because it sounds so different than what I'm used to. Uh, Brian Vickers. I mean, oh. he has such a strong accent. No, I cannot can do you, it. I can cannot you do, do it. But I try. Do a little. I try. When I'm with him, I have to be with him, and then. But it's 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 almost like another language. 
<laughs> I mean, it really is. No, we have a lot of fun. He's really, really smart guy um, and fun, fun to be around. But yeah, the Southern accent, actually, I got to like it a lot. All right. I do. What about like a Dario Franchitti? Could you could you do wow, his? Wow, that's impossible. Right. That, that, I mean, can yeah. you imagine hearing him do that? It would blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. Okay. Uh, I'm All not right. that. I'm not. That's not one of my talents. He, yeah, I guess he's a. Uh, yeah. He's, he's no Patrick Cohen. He's not. Yeah, oh, is he good? Oh, he, he can, he can go through the whole Porsche factory lineup. No it's way. Pretty yeah, it's pretty good. You'll have, awesome. to you'll have to download the podcast yeah. and hear it. I will. <laughs> it's one before you. Cristiano D'Amato <laughs> was amazing doing accents. Really? Amazing, yeah. amazing. He would do any. I mean, if we were laughing our ass when we were teammates. He would just do anyone. Do you keep up with him? Uh, less than I would like to. He's, you know, since he had his crash, um, he moved to Brazil, and, and we do keep in touch. But, you know, that his crash was in 2007, I think. So it's like so, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Right. I have a hard time, you know, keeping touch with my family uh, <laughs> <laughs> after 17 years being here. You know, Cristiano, we we do we do we do like every six months exchange, right? Some right. sort of a eight years later, is he is he any different still? He was always different. <laughs> 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 Don't get me wrong, Cristiano is not your your normal uh, guy. But now after after the crash. He basically were testing in El Car Lake, and a deer, yeah. a deer crossed the track, and he hit his head badly. He was uh, very unlucky and unfortunate of how it happened, but he was very fortunate of how it happened. Um, they put him right away in the helicopter. The helicopter was supposed to go to M Milwaukee. As they start, they realized they didn't have enough fuel to go to Milwaukee. They go to Nina, which is a really small town um, close to Milwaukee. Luckily, happens to have a, a department. Uh, specialized in brain surgery oh. and the main surgeon was not supposed to be there was there and within 40 minutes of the crash he was in the surgery room and they opened the, you know when they opened the scalp so the brain can expand right so yeah. and then go back and it was just really lucky because all that yeah, yeah. unfortunate things happened sure. but at least but was the best case scenario right. and, and he yeah he recovered the first five years he was like 95% right. back, uh, but now he's good. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, good to hear. I always, yeah, I always I liked him. I was cheering uh, for him. great, very genuine, genuine Yeah, it guy. seemed like a really nice dude. Yeah, I've been, yeah. Lucky, I've been lucky with my teammates. You know, I had not only great personalities, but great champions that as a driver, you know, you at least you, you have something to, you know, uh, a level to, to measure. I was teammate with Damata, I was teammate with Bourdais, I was teammate with Dixon. Yeah. Three guys that mainly ruled open wheel in yeah. the all last 15 years. All so yeah. I've been really, really like. And willpower. I was about to say, what about a willpower yeah, impression? Yeah, the four, the four of them. I mean, yeah. really, there, it doesn't get any stronger. Can in, you do a willpower impression? Oh, no, no, I can't. Honestly, I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm Have really you ever bad. noticed how he opens every interview with, yeah. Willpower? It's true. Yeah. Oh. Every interview is like, yeah. yeah. In the same way that Ilio will, will always go, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We finally got one out of yeah. him. Yeah. What about no. a Mon Montoya? You could do a Montoya. Eh. It's okay. It's okay. The face is even good. Oh, but you just won the Indy 500 for 70. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you just lost the championship. You know, same points. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what makes him. The face is good, too. He's yeah. even got the. Ooh, no, but it really, that's that. his energy. He's just, you know, he's dedicated. It's not like he doesn't care. But, yeah. you know, the second it's passed, it's passed. He doesn't, honestly, doesn't like. That's uh, what makes him. I think he's probably one of the best race car drivers of our entire generation. If you look at all the different things he's yep, done. he is. But people give him so much crap because he's kind of like you say. He's he like, doesn't eh. give a sh 
and, you know, and, and the truth is we're, we're all jealous of the opportunities he had yeah, honestly. Yeah, and the, obviously the success right uh, that's no unquestionable I mean, yeah. I mean it's one of you know most uh, awarded drivers in history yeah uh, but he had the opportunity sure like yeah. from the start he came here from coming from Williams in F1 uh, the best F3000 team yeah. first, then yeah. Williams, then here at Ganassi, then back to Williams, then McLaren, yeah. then back to NASCAR in Ganassi 10 years, yeah. and then back to Penske. What else? Now Porsche? <laughs> right. the WAC? I mean, right. really? <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> but the truth is, the guy wins then, He's you know? Good. So He's you, good. you cannot deny the guy. Yeah, yeah, of course he's got talent. Su uh, super talented. But, you know, that's why sometimes he gets crap from us because, man, again, like Montoya, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is, is good. Can you can you just do one Daniel plan before us? Uh, at the end of oh There Will God. Be Blood. No, no, yeah. come on. At the end of There Will Be Blood, Paul Dano is dead. <laughs> He's looking at his servant guy and goes, oh, I'm finished. Can you, can, you, can you close out with that? I'm finished. Continental's got the check. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Oriel Servia, honest to God, one of the nicest, most genuine guys you could ever meet. And if you're a team owner, an amazing endurance driver. All right, let's uh, close this episode out. We're going to play one more track from uh, Citizen Cope, who for whatever reason seemed to endorse what we're doing, which is awesome. Uh, this is a song called One Lovely Day, available on iTunes. Enjoy. Together we could go 
Day.